welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We have taken some time off. Yeah. I managed to go on vacation, exciting fixtures and things going on in our bread and butter, the Premier League. It's been an exciting sports all round, but we're going to yeah. focus on the Premier League this season, uh, this podcast, and you might get a bonus later in the week or month, depending on yeah. when we release or record this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, technically, yeah, there's two other... You say you're away for a couple of weeks. There were two podcasts recorded that were to be released during that time, which I failed to edit up properly. In fact, one of them, which I've nearly finished, has the line, hey, we've re- pre-recorded this stuff, so that when Mr. Number Nine's away, we'll have stuff there. And yeah, so that will probably come out after this one, which will be um <laughs> fun for the timelines. Excellent. Excellent. Now, we are going to get into the Premier League. The thing, Things have heated up. Obviously, while I was away, we had the table-topping clash, which ended in a draw between City and Liverpool, which yeah. I think everybody after that kind of figured City, this was now City's uh, championship to lose because yeah. they had the easier run-in. Um, both City and Liverpool also have to play... A, per, European competition. Also, City are out of the FA Cup, so therefore, um, this means Liverpool are. Uh, Liverpool also have an FA Cup final to play, yeah. which is a, um, which is a tough, uh, tough thing to go. Though you know, so City have already won the League Cup, so you know. No, Liverpool won the League Liverpool. Cup. Liverpool won the League Cup there, so Liverpool's Liverpool on there. are still on point for a historic quadruple. Yeah, they're still going for the quadruple, but Chelsea's going to stop them in the FA Cup this time. We we won't fail like we did in the League Cup. We'll win the well, penalties so. this time. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I also hope that Villarreal will beat them in the Champions League and then end up winning the Champions League because, you yeah. know, who wouldn't love to see that? Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool, really. Yes. Um, go move, Going on from there... Um, I do, we are going to, I have had some really interesting news from our Mo Watch um, corner, so I will get right, uh, I will get into it in a, uh, when we get to that section, so do stay to the end. Yeah. Okay, let's get right into it, so this... Uh, we uh, the Premier League is reaching its final uh, f- uh, final few games. The um, we're, we me and the fool before we started recording did a bit of a review of the games coming up for both City and Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool. Um, yeah. City obviously have their double header semi final against Real Madrid. Um, I think if they can beat Real Madrid, they have to be favourites going into that final, regardless of who they face. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that'll be an incredible uh, achievement. Um, though I do fully back them to beat Real. They have not been a good team this season. Um, they're still somehow in the Champions League semi-final, though, because they, they're Real Madrid and they do Real Madrid things. Yeah. Well, um, they managed to 
beat us 3-1 at Stamford Bridge and then despite us beating them I think it was ended up being 4-2? No, 3-2. Yeah. They went through um, with a was it 5-4 on aggregate. Yeah. And it was a last minute goal as well, just a or late goal as well, just to make it that much more painful. Karim Benzema is doing Karim Benzema things. Surely yeah, yeah. he has to be a favourite to win the Ballon d'Or this year. Yeah, He's yeah. just such good form at the moment. Like, the only thing, like, that could stop him is if he... Uh, like, I don't, I can't see anyone else competing against him, to be fair. It's all, between him and Salah, right? If Yeah. Whoever wins the Champions League, because this for once the Ballon d'Or will vote before the World Cup. So therefore, yeah. performances at the World Cup are not going to matter as much. Yeah. For this, um, and it's like what an incredible career he's had. Like we are going to get into the Premier League, but I think it's worth paying tribute to Karim Benzema because I think he's basically now his legacy at Real Madrid. He's has his own era, like where he is the t- he's gone from being a. G- a, a mercurial player to a good player to like a guy who was in the shadow of people like Ronaldo and Bale and these Galacticos and mm-hmm. now he's got his own era like this is the Karim Benzema era of Real Madrid like where yeah, he's yeah. the talisman he comes in and saves them so many times and like gets them out of jail and does incredible things for them so yeah exactly it, it will be a well-deserved Ballon d'Or and he's like you know, gets the players to lift their game and everything like that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be, um, yeah, say, very fitting if he gets that. I think you're right that it's going to be between him and Mo Salah. And yeah. Pretty much win the um, Champions League, and that's the one that gets it, as you say. Yeah, yeah. I. The. Um, the rest of City's uh, fixtures, they've got a tricky one with Leeds away, and Leeds are still very much in the relegation dogfight, um, yeah. but I think City are just too good at the moment to... Yeah, yeah. To get, and Leeds have real problems in that team, therefore... Yeah. I no, do I'm... see City being able to take advantage of them. Um, yeah. They have a home game against Newcastle, who are well safe, top of the top half of the table no less i was talking to my cousin literally minutes before i started talking to adam yeah. and there's it's a good candidate for manager of the year isn't he eddie Howe? yeah i know that's there was crazy there was legitimate talk between you and me about is newcastle already relegated and we liked eddie Howe as a manager because he would be able to bring them back into the premier league if when they got relegated yeah yeah i, I mean, think that was our that was a lot of our, our discussion when we were talking yes. at the beginning of the year around the Newcastle I, stuff was, yeah, definitely that they were making good choices for manager, for players they're buying in, because it was like, yeah, when they get relegated, or yeah, A, they got people who could potentially do the great escape for them, but if it went on the trajectory that it seemed to be, then, you know, they're all people that could get them straight back out of the championship. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ninth Absolutely. place. Ninth but ninth is, place is incredible. What crazy. an overperformance by Newcastle. So, yeah. while Newcastle have nothing left to prove anymore this season, they might want to try and 
get something in this fixture and City Newcastle tends to do well against teams like City and Chelsea uh, you know when they're on a roll be a yeah. banana peel team so we'll watch this space um, following up they've got West Ham who once again they're a team that I don't think they're in the hunt for top four anymore they're not a realistic no. um uh, a realistic shout for that anymore, but they could finish in the top six given Manchester United's form, and by that point they may have secured a top six mm-hmm. finish. Um, with Liverpool winning the League Cup, we know that the top seven, uh, the top, uh, the fifth and sixth place team are going to go, um, and it's between Chelsea and Liverpool in the FA Cup. So it is going to be the top. It is going to be um, the the top two, uh, fifth and sixth place team are going to get their spot in the Europa League and the seventh yeah. place team will be in the EFL um the uh yeah European Football Conference EFC yeah yeah, yeah. Beg your pardon um which might be Manchester United's now mm-hmm. uh final position should they get there it's I don't even know if they'll be able to finish that high um the um despite their um trajectory at the moment in terms of wins losses they should probably still keep that they i suppose there's a game in hand there over wolves is on 49 but yeah but wolves say... do have a game in hand and uh, i think newcastle like ninth is probably their peak yeah yeah i don't see them finishing below 10 though um but yeah very good season for newcastle can't Cannot praise Eddie Howe enough once again. No, it's um, But yeah, City have a, on paper, more straightforward path, I think. They mm-hmm. also have like a game against Wolves, which is, uh, which is postponed, so we don't know when that's going to be played. So those are... So there are definitely some banana peels in there, but once again, I think in the current form they're in and with the depth of their squad and whatnot, City should uh, do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did like the 2-2 draw between City and Liverpool because it's kept the tension all the way to the end of the season. Yeah. You know, yeah. You slip up by either seat side, it, that's it. But you are right that City have the the least slippery um, yeah. run into the end. So Newcastle, West Ham, that's probably the ones. And the Wolves game to come. Um, yeah. I Liverpool also to... get to play Wolves and they get to play Newcastle. Yeah. Um, they um, play uh, Spurs and Aston Villa, mm-hmm. um, and they've got the FA Cup game against Chelsea as well. Um, Aston Villa are probably safe from relegation at this point, and I don't probably. expect I don't expect them to be uh, too many. But they might still need points at that stage to mathematically be out of it. Yeah, I at would that say point. like. They should they are be high on... enough, but yeah. they have only got one point from the last five games. I mean, their yeah. form at the moment is horrendous. So they should still be fine at 37 points, but yeah. uh, that could be that could be a I buffer that like they need there are five all of them. teams that really want to be relegated this season. Yeah. They're trying really hard to get relegated. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and Aston Villa's Probably not one of them, but they're pretending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also have a game against Southampton, which is TBD, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the dates for Liverpool. 
Um, but that extra fixture with the FA Cup final, and I suspect Villarreal, Liverpool, if if Liverpool do not uh, manage to get past Villarreal, and I, I'm not saying they won't. I, I think they are rightfully favourites to get past Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, the they will, you know, they'll they'll get that advantage back from Manchester City, who will have like a, you know, European final. Should they make the European Cup final, which they might not, because you know, Real Madrid things. Yeah, yeah. Real Madrid doing Real Madrid things. Real Madrid yes. do Real Madrid things. You can never count out Real Madrid things. Um, and Southampton are probably safe. I think very likely. I think if they're not quite mathematically safe yet, but yeah, good as. I think they're more safe than Aston Villa. Like yeah, definitely, their form is. By the lost. time Liverpool face them, I don't think it'll be a fixture that's worth much to Southampton. No, no. And just a a brief look at Southampton's fixtures. I mean, they've got. Crystal Palace and Brentford, so and and this the city on the last day, which is a bit of a pain, but the other two, yeah, not much. Yeah, yeah. Like sure Crystal the... Palace is in this sort of similar position to them, but mm. yeah. And Brentford as well, like it's twelve, thirteen, I think fourteenth. That game against Spurs because we know Antonio Conte and Spurs are gearing up to try and get to that uh, fourth yeah. place spot. That's um, going to be the big one for Liverpool. Is that that game? And that game against Spurs is going to probably just kind of make or break their season at this point. Yeah. Um, in terms of winning the Premiership, I think Liverpool still are targeting Premiership first, whereas City are targeting uh, Champions League. Yeah, that's probably correct, though. Probably that's because City know that they've got the slightly easier to run in. So. And yeah, I mean... Champions League is, is technically harder. But. Yeah, and to be fair, I think if you gave City a choice of you get to win the Champions League or win, uh, but you don't win the Premier League, they'll be like, where do I sign? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, Spurs, on the other hand, they have a fixture against West Ham. A fixture against Leeds, fixture against Spurs, and a fixture against Newcastle, and a fixture against Everton. Everton could be a relegation dogfight match, as will as could the Leeds game be. I think like, they will both be relegation dogfight matches. I think Everton are still going to be in the danger zone in the last day, yeah. regardless of how whether they get relegated or not. Newcastle. Once again, I think Newcastle are a team who don't want to lose out on form. They want to try and win as many games as possible. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially in the Newcastle, especially in the form they're in currently. I think they just want to really push that through to, to yeah. be as um, as buoyant as they can be, really. If West Ham so. can beat Arsenal, they're back in the hunt for that sixth place, maybe even a fifth place spot. Because Arsenal, uh, I could see Arsenal, because of how terrible their form has been, and before that win against Manchester United, they, um, I could see them, you know, start uh, dropping points, you know, alarmingly yeah. because they have a young team, you know, a shallow squad, and a bunch of things like that. It is um, is interesting how that's going to go. I would say they've. 
had two good wins against us against you guys. Um, but before that was were being average at best. Um, so you say maybe that's done enough to keep their their confidences up, and that could be a a bit of a winning streak to the end. Or as you say, they could. I mean, um, I don't see Manchester United competing for that top four spot again. Just they're they're a game behind, and they're four six. points behind Spurs and six points six behind points. Arsenal. Yeah, that so is. That, I think a, that's an unsurmountable gap for Manchester United. They've got to play Chelsea. They've got to play Brentford. After Chelsea, they've got Brentford, Brighton and Hove Albion, Crystal Palace uh, to play. So those are all winnable, quote-unquote, winnable games for Manchester United, but they're not going to win those games. So (laughs) that's that's that. This is why I think they could even fall below seventh place should Wolves um, go on a good run. Um, and Wolves have a game in hand on Manchester United. Um, yeah. Wolves and West Ham. I sus- I expect West Ham to finish above Manchester United this season. Like it'll be a good revenge for David Moyes to finish above United. Um, Wolves have four more games this season, I believe. Um, sorry, they've got. They also have five more games. Five more games, yeah. So they've got Brighton, Hove Albion, Chelsea, Norwich, and Liverpool. And I think they have that game against Spurs, the city that was postponed that we were just saying. So it's a very tough ask for Wolves. That's the only thing is that they're already behind. Even if Manchester United lose all their games, Wolves might not be able to catch up. Yeah, well, they do say they have to play three of the the top three in their last five matches. So that's... That's never a easy thing to be asked. They're five to do. points behind. Yeah, and yeah, and five points behind. So, so yeah, that's not not easy for them to catch up there, even with the game in hand, since it's a mm. a game in hand against a team that likely not to be win. So yeah, yeah. And they're playing all the top three, so that's basically Manchester United's only saving grace, though. It might be for the as a Manchester United fan, as much as I'd hate to see them not qualify for Europe next season, I think that might not be a bad outcome if they don't have to focus on you know they don't have those games. They can just focus on the domestic season. Yeah, yeah, gives them a bit more clarity and a bit more. Yeah, they focus to aim at yeah. one thing and only worry yeah. about that. But yeah, now. The uh, West Ham also, uh, because they've got, they're still in the Europa League, they've got two legs against Eintracht Frankfurt, who have beaten Barcelona. So this is, I feel like, what they're aiming for. If West Ham managed to win the Europa, win, win the Europa League, finish fifth above Manchester United, I think, or even sixth above Manchester United, I think that would be a really great season for West Ham. Like, they yeah, yeah. would be very happy with that. Super um, happy. Their, le- their league fixtures include Newcastle and Brighton. Very much winnable fixtures. I'm sure they'll be up for beating Arsenal. And it's an Arsenal team that's winnable. Like, yeah. that's, like, David Moyes shouldn't be afraid of them. And, like, you know, City have to come to Upton Park. That's not easy for City. But no. I do think City are 
going to be too good for West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the only thing there. Yeah, I think so. I think the only point there is that, yeah, West Ham depends how much they want to take on the the character of the season spoilers Spoiler. for City. Yeah, whether they can. Yeah, yeah. That's enough motivation to do something. Be like, do this and spoil the season and valuable points, obviously, for something useful. Um, Even if the only loss, if they draw Arsenal and they lose against City, that they can win. They'll probably beat Norwich and Brighton and Hove Albion, even though those yeah. are away fixtures, and that'll get them above United. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, in the final standing, because I don't think United are winning any of their games for the rest of the season. <laughs> I will be shocked if they do. Um, following on from West Ham and that side of the table, we have the relegation, Ooh. which is getting... Which, shall we just say Norwich and Watford are relegated? That's done. Yeah, I, I've assumed that for the last few weeks, and nothing they're doing sort of says otherwise. I mean, they'd have to go and win their last remaining five games each, really, to be yeah, anywhere I mean, near not. I think mathematically, Crystal Palace and Southampton... Uh, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Brentford can still be relegated, but I'm going to assume they're safe. Just based on form and things like that. I think even Brighton could technically be relegated. Technically by um, goal difference, I think. Yeah. But... That's those three are very technically like I think they're. I'm safe. just like just gonna put them aside and say now I know yeah. Crystal Palace and uh, Aston Villa are at the same points total and whatnot, but I think Crystal Palace's recent form has been better. Yeah, I mean they have lost their last two games, but they at least had two wins in their last five. So yeah, I mean, right, let for argument's sake put Crystal Palace out there. We'll say Southampton are safe. We'll put yeah. fourteen downwards. So. Yeah. Everton fixtures coming up. They have uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. Yikes. Oof. Yikes. That is not looking good for Everton. Like, maybe Chelsea could slip up because they get to play them at home because Chelsea know they've secured third. They're not... Yeah. And they're not in the fight for the top through the top two anymore, and they can focus on the FA Cup. That's their goal. Yeah, but at the same at point, point, we haven't sure. we haven't really secured fifth. So I mean, a winning I mean, third. Third, I should say. We haven't really com- um, secured third. It's likely, really? and I think. Well, it's fi- you guys already... are like you have a game in hand, and you're five points ahead of Arsenal. I know. But that's, I mean, you start slipping up these games and the yeah, game yeah, in hand yeah. and the five points evaporate quick enough. Yeah, the yeah. I don't, a winning thing, I, don't I, I agree with you that I don't see it happening. I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's just, that's the sort of thing that Everton have to try and win. Like, that yeah. game against Crystal Palace, like, they've got a relegation six pointer, quote unquote six pointer with Watford. Yeah. They need to win, but that's away oh. from home. They've they got to, they need to beat, look to breed beat Brentford, beat Crystal Palace. So they have to take, you know, go, you know, they're hosting the two South London clubs back to back. Yeah. And they've got an away fixture against Leicester, who are also probably want to secure a top 10 finish at this point. And then they've got Arsenal, who may not have secured fifth yet at that point. 
yeah. of the season. That's going to be a tough fixture. Like, winnable because of Arsenal's problems, but still, like, you know, there's a, it's a very difficult road ahead. Um, I would... I would absolutely despair being an Everton fan if Burnley hadn't fired Sean Dyche. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand it. I no. absolutely don't get it. Like, why? If you were going to fire Sean Dyche, fire him before in December so that the new manager can buy, get new players in and exactly. whatnot and do stuff. At this point, what is even the point? Of firing him, even if you think you're going to be relegated, what is the point of firing him now? Yeah, exactly. Versus in the summer. Exactly, it's not going to help any. It's I sure don't keep Sean Dyche on to get promoted back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If if he doesn't resign, okay. But what it's was like, the point? It's like let's have just dis- some disruption to our team at yeah. a critical point for no good reason, just because we wanted to have some disruption. And he bought in a good player as well to replace Chris Wood, by the way, I think, who's been doing really well. Mike Vidra. Yeah, yeah. Vidra has been doing really well. Like, it's been... Given Burnley got dealt a really bad hand this season in terms of their games in hand and having to play a bunch of fixtures very closely and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. We've been through it. I think they did reasonably well in that period. They are a game... They... They're a game ahead. Uh, Everton have a game in hand against them, but they're two points behind. Everton yeah. might not catch up those two points, you no, know, no. and things like that. So why would you fire Sean Dyche? Like, I think if Burnley had Sean Dyche, he would secure and Everton would be relegated. Right now, I would almost just be like, yeah, yeah. It's mathematically not there, but Everton are my favorites to be relegated. But looking at it now, I'm like, Everton might do the great escape. Frank, super Frank, might lead Burnley, uh, like, save Everton because, you know, Burnley screwed up yeah. royally. Yeah. I, I yeah. cannot criticize that move enough. There is no logical reason to do what they've done. It is crazy. It, I Even if relationships have broken down and you cannot continue, like, yeah. yeah, there's a. It's like, okay, let's get divorced two weeks before all our kids' final exams. Why? Wait yeah. a month. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just. We can live in separate rooms and do anything, just, you know, wait until that's finished, then we'll go through this yeah. problem. Like, why are you doing this now? Like, that makes no sense. Or, like, do it, like, six months ago or a year ago for them to have time to sort that out. But yeah, there's no yeah. reason. It's a crazy, crazy thought, really. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I, Burnley do not have an easy fixture list coming up, by the way. They've got Watford, Aston Villa, Spurs, um, Villa again, and then Newcastle. Like, the only team that probably have nothing to play for when they play them is Newcastle. Yeah. But I imagine Villa might still be trying to fight for something when they face Villa. Um definitely the first time they face Villa cuz Villa are well in that fight for relegation yeah, yeah. and they might still be in that fight for relegation on May 20. Yeah, well, Spurs saying... are going to be fighting for fi- uh, for fourth. Yeah. And Watford are still technically not yet relegated. Yeah, yeah. Say Watford 
technically could do the great escape but so yeah that first one Watford Burnley definitely relegation six pointer the two against Aston Villa's probably six pointer uh, matches as well for relegation given that said maybe Burnley's saving grace is Aston Villa's current form especially that first one because yeah it's yeah they're not looking pretty Aston Villa and Everton's current form Everton are kind of improving form wise (laughs) kind of Everton is Everton's saving grace is they technically just have better players yeah than the other teams that's the only thing well, not the only thing, but that is the big saving grace. Like, their players are better players. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can expect a lift in performance. It's not unrealistic, but yeah. Yeah. We Especially... know Burnley's players, without Sean Dyche there, where is that lift coming? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's going to lead them? Say Everton, they've got the players. It's now the very crunch end, and they've got, what, six games to... To lift yeah. themselves out of it, they've got the players that will dig in for that. Sure, it's not necessarily the easiest six games, but um, the only other yeah. thing here, that the only thing that could probably help Watford. By the way, I'm not going to look at their fixture list because I have said that I think they're going to be relegated. But the only thing that could give them the great escape is the fact that Burnley have stuffed up and. Everton have sore, are playing really badly, and I believe Leeds United have also kind of stuffed up. Leeds United, obviously, a new manager who's trying to do things, and I don't think there's enough time for this new manager to embed and play his system in. They've got no. Crystal Palace, which is a relegation yeah. six-pointer, quote-unquote, at this point of the season still. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, they've got Manchester City, Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea, Brighton and Hove Albion, who... Okay, I'm saying Brighton and Hove Albion are safe, but they might treat that as a relegation six-pointer at that point yeah. of the season. And then they've got Brentford. Yeah. By the time they face Brentford, Leeds could already be relegated. Yeah. Exactly. Heck, by the time they play Brighton in May 16th, they could already be relegated, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Just because effectively. they've got three three games that are there. I don't think they're getting any points no. off. And I don't think they're going to get any... I think Crystal Palace will beat them at home. Yeah, as I say, I, I look at that and say it's four, four games they're not getting anything out of. Um, yeah. yeah and I don't see them getting out of Crystal Palace. That, that's something... This is the only thing that Watford could break out of that greatest... Pull off that great escape is if they manage to... If, um, if Leeds actually do have that shocker and not win any... It's possible for Leeds not to win any more games just because... And Watford have a few six-pointers up their sleeve coming up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the thing for Watford is that they've got... Yeah, a few that are... They've got Burnley, they've got Everton, and they've got Crystal Palace. So that's... Um, no, not looking at their things, but they've still got ones, you say, are in this neck of the woods. Um, yeah. So ones that they can, they could think, hey, maybe we can can win these ones. And but. the other thing that I think you, for the teams that are currently still under 30 points, is the Aston Villa also have a tough run of fixtures coming up. Um, we... Um, like we've gone through Leeds' fixtures, like it looks incredibly difficult yeah. for them. At least four games where I don't see them getting any points. 
level of difficult. Um, the only saving grace is they do have a lot of games in hand compared to their relegation strugglers. Um, yeah. Aston Villa have uh, Norwich to play, which is technically at the moment still a relegation six-pointer. Burnley, yeah. a relegation six-pointer. Yeah. Liverpool, they're not winning that. No. Um, Crystal Palace might not be a relegation six-pointer, but Palace are going to want to you know, they might still be mathematically not yet safe. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. trying to stop that. They've got Burnley again, and uh, which is a relegation six-pointer, as we mentioned. And yeah. um, Manchester City, which is like they're not getting points there. So there's two games there that I don't think they're getting points, full stop. And there's two relegation, three relegation six-pointer games there from Aston Villa. It could go from best place to worst place in terms of the relegation battle. Yeah. Very quickly for them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the game against Norwich is. They going might. To... St- I I think regardless, they're going to be still mathematically a chance of being relegated on the last oh. day. Yes, yes. No, they're all the way through. I think. Well, maybe that win against Burnley might might be the thing. The second game against Burnley might be the one that. Yeah. If they win through that, but to me, key is the Norwich, which they need the win there against the bottom place one to really for motivation. Yeah. Because, yeah. If Norwich can beat Aston Villa, boy, oh. boy, are they in a relegation dogfight at that oh, point? Oh yeah, because that's yeah, that's just it's gonna be bad for them. Like yeah, their 100%. form's horrible as it is, and if they have that, that's just kills anything they've got. So, I mean, they do say they got the games in hand, and they do have the points in the bag at thirty-seven points. Uh, you know, but yeah, the thing that tips for me for Aston Villa is the fact that their form is just horrendous. Yeah, and as you say, they've it's a lot of relegation six pointers, and if they all go the wrong way for and them, two yeah. the top two teams and the, the top league. two teams, oh, you just take two points. There's no games easy numbers. games here. No, they may as well just be on thirty four points, uh, thirty four games at this current point level. Yeah, which would look pretty bad when you think about it. Given around yeah. them, Southampton are the only team that have played 34 games, and they're yeah. up in 13th and definitely, well, you say, theoretically not safe, but you say we're we're cutting the line there and saying that they're safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, looking at the fight, like because we decided there's no mathematical reason not to include Crystal Palace. Their run-in includes Leeds, relegation six-pointer for our arguments here. Yeah. Southampton, away. Watford at home, once again, relegation six-pointer. Crystal yeah. Palace away. Sorry, yeah. Aston Villa away, um, which is a uh, releg- relegation, relegation six-pointer. Everton away, relegation six-pointer. Manchester United at home, free three points there. Um, yeah. The um, ever like Crystal Palace, I feel like have a few games for breathers that they yeah. can win against Manchester United. I think at home, I think they can beat Leeds at home for sure, um, and Watford at home, yeah. and like secure what that might secure Watford's relegation at that point, probably. But you know, um, yeah, like Chelsea. The Crystal Palace are not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. I just feel like no. Patrick Vieira's done good things. Yeah, yeah. At this club, and I think they could end up being able to secure 
they'll end up being able to secure the position and stay in the league. Yeah. The only thing I think for it is so the last three weeks have not been kind for them. They've been on the back of the wrong side of results. Three. I mean, one of them mm. is the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea. You know, yeah. Leicester and Newcastle who's flying high. So hopefully it doesn't dent their confidence too much. I think Patrick Vera has got a good leash on them. He's got them well drilled. Um, and if I, if they don't get relegated, I feel like Crystal Palace are one of those clubs that they'll buy well. They'll get a good bunch of players in. Crystal Palace are in a great catchment area. And yeah, yeah. Burnley don't have a youth team, so they always get good youth players. Um, who knows what Crystal, what Chelsea's ownership situation will be like at that point. So they might yeah. be able to sneak in and get Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Um, off Chelsea, or a player like, and they do need a player like him in that team. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ch- Crystal Palace, the wheel, they do once again. They're in a good position because they have a lot of game in hands. But unlike Aston Villa, there's no games in there that I go, yeah, that's not a win. They're not yeah. playing Liverpool. They're not playing Chelsea. They're not playing. Um, Manchester United, they're not playing Arsenal, they're not playing Spurs, they're not playing West Ham. Yeah. You know, they've got these relegation dogfight games. They have to win those games anyway to not be yeah. relegated. You know, like, would you rather yeah, yeah. face a relegation dogfighter or a team at the top of the league who's got something to play for? I don't yeah. think you, you want, you'd rather have be in Crystal Palace's position, I think. Yeah. Well, it means that you're playing, you know, what's in front of you. You know, you, yeah. you know like, we have, we're not. Feeling under, they're not feeling like underdogs. They're not feeling like, oh, this is a lost cause. Like, no, this is something to fight for. This is the actual. These are the games we want to play. The only thing that I put on that is that it does mean that some of those games go slightly the wrong way for them. Things get a bit more dicey for them because they're all all relegation dogfights, right? So, you know, Leeds United get a goal up on them. Southampton get a goal up on them. Watford get a goal up on them. Suddenly, things are looking yeah. a lot worse for them. Yeah. So I think they're probably once again probably got the points for it, not for them to be able to drop a couple of games and sort of be okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I suppose similar to Aston Villa, yet yeah, thirty-four games and thirty-seven points is not looking quite as as safe as thirty-two yeah. games and thirty-seven points, but. I know Crystal Palace is a. I think it's just more the way they run the club. They are the the players they've got, their form that they're in. You know, I feel a bit more confident that they'll they'll stay up. Aston Villa, I feel could, you know, given that the run in, given their form, given everything, I just feel like they're going to get dragged into that dogfight. Um, quite yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I concur with that. Mostly because I fail to see Aston Villa getting off those thirty-seven points. So, like, I feel that's that's their end state, and it's just whether that's going to be above the eighteenth spot or not. Yeah, uh, Aston Villa's saving grace is the teams that are below them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's absolutely true. Yeah, but so. To me, the it leads down as the true relegation battle with Villa and Palace probably being out of it, and Southampton, Brentford, yeah. and Brighton definitely being, um, because yeah, 
say there's not particularly good matchups going on um, and there's some interesting decisions being made hey burnley and leeds um you know things are though leeds is actually winning games recently and so are burnley but yeah yeah i feel like burnley everton my what are your predictions for that final for that relegation battle in the end I'm going to go Norwich, Watford, and I hate to say it, but Burnley. Yeah, I was tossing up between Burnley and Leeds. I think Everton's, I think I'm with you, Everton's going to to pull off the escape. Um, Yeah, yeah, the bottom two are Watford and Norwich. I, I don't think there's any doubt there. They're just... That's 19 and 20 there now. They may not... They still may have a mathematical chance of being higher, but... It's just not happening. Um, as I to me, it's between Leeds, Burnley, and Everton for the final spot. Yeah, probably go Burnley as well, but I have a sneaking, a sinking feeling that Leeds are going to to fall further down. Um, given who they've got, say they've got the City, Chelsea, and Arsenal in there, Brentford, Brighton, and Crystal Palace. Like they're not, they don't have yeah. any of the the so-called easy beats. They've already had them, so... Yeah, They've already yeah. got those points from the, the teams below them, basically. Um, so it, it's it's another one where I struggle to see them getting a lot above the 33 that they've got, which will mean that um, more likely to be overtaken. Like, Burnley's got Watford. Burnley's got Villa twice, which... I mean, those are going to be the big games there for Burnley and Villa, is playing each other. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to settle them with Leeds. So, Norwich, Watford, Leeds. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I was tossing up between Leeds and Norwich myself. So, sorry, Leeds and Burnley myself. Mm. So, I agree with you that, like, it's not a good position to be Leeds. Just that that's running it's just so tough yeah it is very tough and like yeah so i don't see them getting much above 33 i see burnley going up i see burnley getting more so i see burnley getting to about at least 34 35 and everton have they got yeah yeah i mean everton will probably they've got this class in there to potentially grab points against chelsea and, and Arsenal, like, even a draw in there, right. like, that's potentially one or two extra points that the others aren't going to get from the top teams that they're getting. Yeah, I think and, so. And then Leicester's, I don't know, Leicester's only real thing is keeping in the top ten. So I feel that's right for Everton to actually, they've got, yeah, that's yeah. a game where Everton's going to accelerate. Everton's got it yeah. all, that's, like, the club identity of Everton is, is fighting, yeah, them, them fighting against odds and being yeah. like, we overcome it together. And that's a game there I see. And like, yeah, I see them, even if they lose to Chelsea, I feel it's going to be a close, close run thing. And they'll they'll play well. And then that will lead into the Leicester game afterwards. And they'll, and they got Watford. I think they can pick up the win there, even though it is at Watford. So we're looking at six points and then probably seven, 
10 points for the, for the rest of the season. In that case, in the 39. Yeah, yeah. So, between 7 and, and 10 points for them for the rest of the season. That should be plenty to keep them up above I think so. everyone else. Yeah, say so, given that I don't see Leeds and Aston Villa actually scoring any more points. Yeah, it's not going to be like I'm not going to shed too many tears about Leeds United being relegated back into the championship. I don't dislike your prediction. Now, moving on from the Premier League, we are going into some of the other leagues. We last time we looked at La Liga and Syria, it was heating up. Um, mm-hmm. One of those leagues are no longer heating up. Now, we're going to go into Syria in the end and obviously end with Mo, Mo Watch, how we always end our podcasts. But yeah. let's go into Syria. Real Madrid have done Real Madrid things. They are <laughs> on 78 points, um, a 15-point lead over Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, they have 12 points on them on goal difference. Incredible. What a season. If Real Madrid gets the double, it'll be an incredible performance. From Given what position they were in, this is not one of the best Real Madrid teams I've ever seen. But no, yeah, no. they're doing the business. What more can you ask for? Yeah, no, they really are. And even Barcelona, like that's a turnaround yeah. from when we were looking at them. Oh, 100%. Like, that's oh, a big beginning of the season, we thought they would be, go bankrupt and have to be relegated from the league. Yeah. So, even... you know, definitely doing much better than that. And doing better than our last check-in, which was around about halfway through, we were like, they're going to struggle to get the Champions League spot. And yeah. Yeah, so they've they've really turned that around. So, yeah, doing much they are better on than... The same, yeah, they are on the same amount of points as Sevilla, I must mention. Yeah. And Sevilla still have had a great season uh, so far. And I think so is Real Betis. Um, Real Betis are a four points behind Atletico Madrid, so it looks like Atlet- that will be the top four this season, Sevilla. Um, but once again, great performance from Real Betis. How incredible yeah, yeah. would it be if Villarreal managed to win the um, Champions League um, here? Because yeah. that would because there isn't a spa- from memory, there isn't a Spanish club in the Europa League uh, semi-finals um, because it's Rangers, RB Leipzig versus West Ham and Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, so yeah. There's two German teams in the Europa League um, semi-finals, and there's only um, there's only the uh, the two uh, there's on, there's the, there's a Scottish team and a and an English team. Yeah. Uh, so this is I don't believe there. Is a uh, you're in the Europe uh, UEFA Conference League. Uh, uh, the, I don't believe there is a uh, there is a Spanish team left. I know Uncle Mo has made it. We will get into that. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So it's between uh, Leicester, Roma, Feyenoord, and Marseille. So. Right, yeah. There's no um there's no Spanish teams in the so England still has a representative in every major European uh trophy in play at the moment. Go England, I guess. So they will be going up in the UEFA coefficients for sure. Yeah. Now looking at Spain's fixtures to come, Barcelona have 
a game against Mallorca, Real Betis, Salta Vigo, Hetafe, Villarreal. Um, there are games that we don't know when they're coming, Villarreal amongst them, because they've got Champions yeah. League games. Yeah, um, yeah. Betis, um, I think this is the thing, Barcelona's form in the last few weeks has not been the best. Their squad yeah. is super tired. They've yeah. they've had issues because the obviously they're not used to this system. Xavi's gotten them into yet, yeah. um, and he has criticized the them uh, for the way they've played. So Betis should try to should definitely try to get a point there. Um, there. Other, and Villarreal shouldn't have anything to fear against them either. Getafe is scrapping for relegation, so they will be up for that game as well. Um, so Barcelona have a tough run of fixtures coming up. Yeah. Um, but I still think like Xavi has shown his class. I think Barcelona will end up getting second. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a close-run thing. Sevilla, on the other hand, they're no longer in Europe, and neither are Barcelona, for that matter. Um, yeah. They've got Cadiz, Villarreal, tough game, as we've mentioned, Atletico Madrid um, um, twice, and they've got Mallorca. Now, Sevilla, they might do their next-door neighbors, Betis, a favor and beat at, do the double against Atletico Madrid. Um, should that happen, the Betis will get into the Champions League for the first time since Danielson. Um, <laughs> the Betis have Hetafe, who are struggling for relegation. Barcelona, yeah. as we mentioned before. Granada, who are probably already relegated. Real Madrid, who might be saving some fuel for Champions League at that point because yeah. they're well qualified at this and they've got Valencia who don't really have anything else to play for this season anymore. Yeah. Either. So yeah, Betis they've they can win all these games. I think they could they should yeah. back themselves to win all these games. If they finish fifth, they finish fifth. But if they don't, they the that top four spot is doable for them and I think Sevilla could beat Atletico. They're not a good team at the moment, Atletico. Atletico are no. a beatable side. Um the heck, they lost one nil to United. That's all I need to say <laughs> about them. Yeah. Um that being said, um Atletico Madrid uh do have uh uh, do ha are currently fourth. They do have some pretty difficult fixtures to face. Like Real Madrid's not gonna tr want to lose to them. No. Ike is another. Uh, Ike is another uh, local derby for them. They've got Sevilla twice, as we mentioned. Um, they've got Sociedad yeah. again. No, no team from Basque country likes to lose to Atletico. Um, and they've got yeah. Athletic Club. The two. Um, who also don't like lose it, but, uh, their team going up to the Basque country is never easy, and Atletico Bilbao always want to try and beat the Madrid clubs. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Athletic Club, there's. Uh, I don't think it's easy for Betis, but I'm going to call it now. I do think we're going to get Real Madrid, Barcelona 1 and 2, Sevilla, and Betis fourth. I feel in the end. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. I think, yeah. I don't know. 
Madrid does have a few points there. But they you mean Atletico points. or Real uh, Madrid? Atletico Madrid, yes. Atletico have got four points over Betis. So yeah. that may end up being enough. Though, mm. as you said, it's a, there are some tough games there for them. Um, so yeah. it, it's, it's going to be interesting for them. Um, as I say, the current form looks like it hasn't been the best in the world. So um, it could be interesting for the Atletico. But I, I feel having four points is more than one dropped game. So it's that always feels to me as you're coming down to the crunch end as being the sort of buffer where you can can still keep it. Um, sure, two drop games, and it do, they do have Real Madrid in there, uh, which could go... It is at home for Atletico, so I feel that could go either way, and that may be... Yeah. Yeah. And Sevilla, they're playing at home as well, so that helps there. Um, so the, potentially the away games that are the, the problem. They need to pick up all those points. As you said, they're not necessarily the easiest games especially the ones up into Basque country. Yeah, yeah. But the um, Atletico have turned it around. This is where the experience of Diego Simeone comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't, like, there's more to Atletico than what the commentators talk about, like, oh, the dark arts, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to dignify that with the response. I do think Atletico are a good team who play interestingly and everything. Um, That being said, it's going to be a a very, very... uh, It's going to be a tough run of fixtures for them. But um, yeah, either way, Betis, even if they finish fifth, I think can be very proud of the season they've had. That's a lot they're building on. Yeah, yeah. I think either way, it's going to be um, it's showing promise for the future for Betis. Like next year, they'll be better and stronger. Um, either way, and say they'll have European football one way or the other. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now moving on from Spain, we go into Italy, which has had an incredible uh, setup. It's very relevant as we go into Mo Watch. Last time we spoke, we were talking about AS Roma not even finishing in a European spot and getting kicked out of the uh, UEFA Conference League. We will get to Roma. Do not not, uh, worry about that. But this is one of the most exciting leagues happening at the moment. AC Milan with... a game ahead of Inter Inter on uh, 74 points. Inter uh, exactly uh, two points, as I said, uh, Inter with the game in hand on 72, and Na- Napoli, who I think are out of the running for winning Serie A this season. Yeah. 34 points at 67. I mean, obviously, they're still in a mathematical chance, but very yeah. unlikely at this point. Um, yeah, the it seems Roma- Juventus on fourth, uh, uh, Allegri, t- sorry, 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 taking the team uh, yeah. really Te- well, really far. Technically, Juventus has got a game in hand as well. They're probably about as much in the hand as Napoli. Uh, 
Yeah, well, there'll I mean, be a point out, behind but... Napoli. There'll be a point behind Napoli in '66 that they win that game in hand. Yeah. Um, I do think they are. That is probably our top four. I think top four is too hard for Mo to get now because he's five points behind Juventus, and Juventus have a game in hand. Yeah. On him. That's that game um, in hand. But I think that's... fifth place. Yeah, but fifth place for Roma. Well done, given the oh, position yeah. they were in. Um, though to be fair, he's only two points ahead of uh, Fiorentina, who uh, who have a game in hand. Um, but yeah. uh, and he's only two points ahead of Lazio, uh, who are on the same number of games as he is. And and I think I know Mo wants to beat La- wants to be a to- be ahead of Lazio if they can this season. Yeah, that would be uh-huh. a definite um, target there. So looking at the Milan clubs who, well, we know probably the Serie A trophy is going to Milan at this season. Milan have Fiorentina, um, Hellas Verona, Atalanta, Sassuolo. Atalanta are a good team. Sassuolo are a good team. I don't think uh, Atalanta could get points against AC Milan, but I don't, I think their form has not been that good this season no. um, but they do have a good coach and good players and a really good system Fiorentina well in the hunt for that fifth spot yeah. in Europe and maybe even fourth spot um, should Juve get some disaster form but yeah, yeah. AC even, Milan at home should beat them even Verona would be a I mean those are four technically hard games Florentina Verona Atlanta so 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 yeah that's so slow yeah. um, that's what, six, eighth, ninth, and tenth on the on the table. So it's still yeah difficult, not hard. They're difficult but... fixtures, and yeah. this has been a very unpredictable Serie A season. It's not yeah, like yeah. seasons before where like you know whoever's coming top of the league is like unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's definitely teams you uh, teams you have to watch out for. Now, the game in hand that Inter have on AC Milan is against Bologna, and I do think Inter are going to win that game. So yeah. they'll be a point ahead of AC Milan when that game is done. Um, they do then have to play Udinese and Poli, who current, recently those two teams have hit some form. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, and they've, they're also pl- up against uh, Juventus in the Coppa uh, Italia final, and then they play Caligari and Sampdoria. Sampdoria will probably already be relegated when Internazionale play them. Yeah. Um, Caligari, um, I mean, it's never easy to go to Sardinia, but I think Caligari will have just about made sure they're not relegated they're three points at three points with the uh, but they're Sa- salaman salernitana have a game in hand on them yeah um, and kaglari is once again yeah. looks like bad form as well like only yeah. the one win in the last five games is not a a good sign yeah, and sabdori is also like i think sabdori will have basically prevented being relegated at that point so yeah yeah, the I think Inter have an easier run-in, unfortunately for AC Milan. Yeah. Um, in this situation, yeah, I okay, just gonna call it. I think Inter's gonna finish top, win back-to-back Syria. AC Milan's gonna finish second. Yeah. I think Napoli are just about uh going to finish ahead of Juve, but let's mm-hmm. look at their fixtures. 
Um, Napoli have the... They've just lost to Empoli, which is not a good result for them. They're playing yep. Sassuolo, Torino, Genoa, and Spezia. Definitely winnable games, all of them, for Napoli. Yeah. Um, and Juve still have a cup game to play in that uh, fixture list. Yes. They come. Um, they have to play Sassuolo as well. They have to yeah. play Venezia. They play Genoa. They play uh, they play Lazio and they play Fiorentina, which is the kicker Oof. here. Yeah. Two teams is. that are fighting them for that uh, for that spot in fourth and fifth. So this is why. Um, Juve, I think, are still going to finish fourth, by the way. I'm, I think that's secured. That top four is secured the way it is. I th- but, and I think Napoli have just done enough to secure third. Yeah, I think Napoli have done enough to secure third. Given, you say, Juventus do have to play Lazio and Florentina at the end of there. Um, mm. So Juventus does get, you know, to the bottom two teams as well just before that. Um, just to balance things out a bit. But yeah, I now, think that's probably right. I think, as you say, it's probably a bit... I'm sure you get to Roma, but it's all probably a little bit too far for Roma to catch either one of those yeah. two teams. So basically, we have the three teams from Central Italy playing for the last two spots. I think there's a Europa League spot to come? Or a Conference League spot? Um, no, Maybe think... two Europa League spots and a Conference League spot for whoever finishes... Fifth, sixth, because I think yeah. Coppa Italia is going to be in the top four, so seventh as well. Seventh place will be the Conference League, and yeah. whoever, uh, whoever finishes fifth and sixth will get the um, get the Europa League spot. Um, Roma may qualify for the Europa League by winning the Conference League anyway. Um, yeah, it's within their um, uh, capability to do at this point. Um, they're the only Italian team in Europe at the moment. <laughs> now, they their fixtures include Bologna, uh, Fiorentina, Venezia, and Torino. So two tough fixtures. There's a tough fixture in there against Fiorentina, who are who have a game on hand with them and yeah. are only three points behind. Um, Fiorentina. Tina's schedule has Udinese, AC Milan, Roma, Sampdoria, and Juventus. Oof, that's not. So I think this is where Mo secures his fifth place. So that's not the nicest um, run in there for Florentina. Um, So yeah, it does look like Mo gets at least his fifth place there. But do not count out Lazio, who have Spezia, yeah. Sampdoria, Juve, and Hellas Verona to play with. So Lazio, other than that game against Juve, mm. have fixtures against teams that are below them. If they want to catch Uncle Mo, that's what that's the thing in yeah. front of them. They're only two points behind him, so that's possibly his nearest threat at this point. Yeah, I would say so. It's been... For that, so it's those last two games, and it will come. Looks like it make it come down to that. So Juventus and Verona. One of the lowlights of Uncle Mo's season was during the group fixtures. He lost to a team from Norway named Bodo Glimt, (laughs) six-one, and then Bo they faced each other in the quarterfinals. 
now in the game against uh, Bodo. So Rome, to quote, they basically won the last... Uh, Bodo won the first leg 2-1. Mourinho actually celebrated the Bodo second team goal, second goal to confuse their team. And after the team, their manager got into a fight with one of Jose's uh, assistant managers. So uh, there you go. Um, uh, and then Mourinho, of course, jumped to the occasion to talk about it after the game, going, "It was my fault. My assistant told the opponent they will be relegated." and and started it so i apologize you know me i always tell the truth but i'm not like some other clubs or some police managers who fights with the opponents after the game and blame the other team (laughs) (laughs) um so there was like uh during the press conference before the second leg Mourinho was asked of what he made of bodo comments against him which he said don't talk to me about bodo glimmed i don't care about what their manager said their players said their mayor said the daughter of the bodo high school teacher said i don't care we're here we're they're here to talk we're here to win and they won four <laughs> nil <laughs> That's that's the good stuff there. That's... Uh, well, um, according to people who watched that game, Roma should have been up seven nil at the halftime. All right. Uh, oh, Tammy Abrams scored a goal uh, and a hat trick from Italy wonder boy Zaniolo. Yeah. So yeah, there you go, Mourinho. Um, he's. He's also basically put himself in the position of the underdog against uh, the um, against Leicester, who he has a two-leg semi two semi-final yeah. legs to play. Unfortunately, he lost his first game in a um, uh, in in a run of unbeaten run of twelve games with a three one defeat against Inter Milan, who yeah. we expected Inter to beat them. We predicted that would happen. Not yeah. that badly necessarily. Um but he did praise his team to look, we lost against him in a cup a few months ago. Lack of and that was lack of character from my players. Today, no, I'm actually very proud of them. They gave a Everything we control possession away against the best side in the league. We had many chances, but Inter Inter is obviously such a top side for the last two years. Uh, but Roma fans will feel proud today. So okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. He's like, now we have to go on and finish top six, which I think, which Roma didn't do last season, and we win a European trophy. Roma have never won a European trophy. It'll be a very good season to build on. Yeah. Um, and so now it's a back. It's back to England for me. Tough semi-final game against Leicester. Let's go. All right, so back in form, Uncle Mo, in all cases. He, really <laughs> he really is. It's actually good stuff. He's been saving it, like yeah. I told you, told you it would be worth it to hear the Mo watch this season. Oh, it definitely is. This is what we wanted from the start of this segment. You know, we're we're yep. wanting some some good Mo. Um, comments, some fireworks, some everything, and gets to the end of the st- season, and he's starting to deliver. Yep. So um, now the Conference League is going to be very, very interesting. Jose Mourinho would absolutely love it if he was the first manager to win the oh, UEFA yeah. Conference League. He would. 
basically go, look, this legitimizes this whole competition, blah, blah, blah. Um, Leicester is going to be a tough opponent. I think Bre- it's going to be because Brendan Rodgers is also his protege at Chelsea when he was manager there. Yeah. So that's going to be a very interesting game between the two of them. Um, Feyenoord and Marseille, that's two very even sides. I think uh, I am inclined to go with Feyenoord because Marseille have, aren't doing that well in League 1 at the moment. You can never tell. These are knockout fixtures. What do you think? Is Uncle Mo going to finish in the top six? I think, okay, that's done. He's, they're going to finish in the top six. Let's not, let's not worry about that. Um, but yeah. do you think he's going to win the Europa Conference League? Um, Would you bet, will you bet against Uncle Mo? I don't, probably not, because it's Uncle Mo. Um, but... Uh, to me, Leicester this... is the worst team for him to pick. I yeah. think Leicester were the strongest team left. Yeah, that's exactly. In the I, I sort of feel like the Leicester Roma. Yeah, I sort of feel like the Leicester Roma matchup in the semis is is sort of a pseudo final. Like if yeah. Roma beats Leicester, I'm definitely backing them the whole way. But say Leicester's perhaps the worst one from the face, but it does feel. Though it is Marseille and Feyenoord, so, you know, they're strong teams as well. But I feel like Leicester's the strongest team out of those four remaining, and then Roma's next. Yeah, ironically, of those four teams, Marseille and Feyenoord have both won the European Cup, the biggest prize in European yeah. football for cl- at club level, and Leicester and uh, Roma have never won a trophy in Europe ever. No, and their history, and both those clubs have only ever won once, won their championship once. Yeah, His, both famously like historic, one-time victories that are like legendary things, and like Feyenoord are like the second, mo- second or third most um, successful club in France. Uh, sorry, in Holland and Marseille, yeah. I believe, are still the most successful club or second most successful club at most in france so yeah yeah yeah. it's interesting that we think the other side are not the uh are the other you know the other leg are the favorites yeah yeah i think that's more just the same i say infernal are definitely historic clubs definitely yeah um yeah i just uh, maybe it's it's a little bit not following them as much as the others so it always yeah that's also true you get biased that way. Um, but I yeah. feel like both of them, it's recent times, are not as strong. Uh, also, Leicester's... Mars... Sorry, go yeah. on. I was going to say, Leicester's last few years have been a lot stronger. This year, they haven't played as well. Um, so, But they are doing well in the Conference League. So There are definitely weaknesses for Leicester, you know, the yeah. set paces and whatnot. So Mourinho, if they don't bring their A game, Mourinho will beat them. Like, yeah. Roma will be bummed. Tammy Abrams, I could see getting a hat-trick from free kicks. Yeah. Just uh, against Leicester if Leicester don't bring their A game. The only um, thing there, um, especially with the the game at Leicester, is that there may be disruption because Tammy's being hit up by Arsenal and whoever else um, looking to, to bring him back to the EPL. So there may be additional could be disruption. Could reward. There. Yeah. That could be his reward should, at the end of the season, I'm sure, yeah, he can't leave before the season ends anyway. No, no, but it does mean that he may have his mind on other things, um, 
while he's over there. It yeah. shouldn't shouldn't impact much, and I don't think it would. But it's one of those things that could play on could play on his mind, could play on his teammates' mind. Who knows? Um, now, also, I just realized the other thing Feyenoord and Marseille have in common is Feyenoord is the first Dutch club to ever win in Europe. Yeah. And Marseille are the first ever French club to win in Europe. Wow. So that's what they have. In, they also have that in common. Wow. Like, Mar- Feyenoord won a European Cup, and we're like, yeah, we're the first. Ajax, it doesn't matter, we're first, and then Ajax <laughs> won three in a row. And they were like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I still like, got the first right one. <laughs> yeah. So it was like this period of Dutch domination of European football. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that is all we have time for today with our exciting round of football. Um, We look forward to getting closing fixtures uh, before the end of the season, hopefully, and talk a lot more over the rest of the season. Thanks very much for listening. I hope to see you all next time. Catch you next time.